Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we're just singing carols and songs about the Christmas season, but I had this message sort of floating around in my head for a while, so it tied in with seasons. So my message today is going to be about seasons. So, well, be good if I started on the first page. <coughs> Our lesson, the scripture that I wanted to jump off of, of course, is from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Now, when we think of the word seasons, we think of dividing four seasons. We have spring, summer, fall, winter. Then we also consider seasons as a period of time. So we have some seasons. I thought of there's different seasons. There's seasons in nature that we have, those seasons that I just mentioned. And some of those seasons you may enjoy more than others. And I know I'm one that I always catch myself complaining about winter. Oh, I, I don't like the cold, I don't like the winter. But you know what? I'm learning to see that there's certain things in each season that we can be appreciative of. And there is a purpose for every season. Every season does have a purpose for the next season. And so, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> this happens every time. <laughs> um, uh, we, we can't... Uh, we can't stop the seasons from happening. God made the seasons. He made the earth, and as we saw downstairs, the, the vast, the universe, and the earth, and everything in it. So I thought to myself, well, there are seasons that I used to think I don't like. I like more than others. But the other day when I was driving through from my house, we had all that snow and ice and although I don't like driving in snow and ice, I was, uh, you, did anyone go over the mountain? It, wasn't it beautiful? I was thinking to all, my, all the way driving, the trees were just loaded down with snow. It looked like a perfect postcard picture, of a beautiful picture. And I thought to myself, Lord, this is so beautiful. So I was thinking how we need to see the beauty in every season, whether we don't, if if it's convenient or not in our travels, whether it's something that's hectic or it's rainy or And I'm one that does not like the fog. And we live in a lot of the foggy times on the top of a mountain. But you know what? I, one time God gave me a revelation about the fog too. And it was like he showed me, you know, the fog is just closing you in like a little cocoon. You know, sometimes there's a time that you can almost feel the presence of God just being around you. So I'm learning to embrace different parts of the seasons. So there's that season, seasons of nature. Then there's the physical seasons we have. We're born, we're an infant. We go to younger to a teenage stage. Then we go to adolescent stage. Then we're an adult. And then we're seniors. <laughs> but you know what? Each stage of those seasons in our life we think a way, we act a certain way, we learn things in each stage of that season. And each season prepares us for the next season. And some of those changes we may not like. Yeah, things change in our bodies. We definitely know that as we get older. You may not see it until you're maybe 40s, 50s, 60s, but I start seeing things like, ugh. But it's just a natural thing that happens, and we can't stop it. 
all the age creams and all the things that we do are not going to stop us from growing older in our age. And our bodies tend to slow down. And maybe we don't move as fast. Maybe we don't think as quickly. But the, everything that we can grow in each stage. Teenage life, let me tell you, we, we all know what that's like. We've all been there, done that. We've had these little stages in our life where we sort of buck the system when we become more independent, we think. But then when we get to be an adult, then we're like, oh, I have to take everything I learn and now I actually have to live it. I have to make a living. I have to start using the knowledge that I had to prepare me for life. And now, <coughs> guess what? I may have a family now and now I'm responsible to take care of other people. So now it's another season. Then as we grow older, we might have become a grandparent or you know, all those times that we've grown through can adapt us and help us through the next stage of our life. <coughs> Excuse me. But the next season is what I really wanted to touch on mostly. It's the spiritual seasons. The spiritual seasons, and I thought of this, that we have some, actually there's four seasons I want to touch on. We have four seasons of nature. We have four seasons of our spiritual life. The first one is a growing season. This is where we go from being a newborn and accepting Christ into our life, and then we start taking in knowledge of the word, and we start learning from the teachings, and the Holy Spirit starts to show us things about who God is <coughs> and the character of God. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and who... He, you are now in Christ. So you start from being a newborn. You're learning and growing and teaching and knowledge. Then all of a sudden, you are starting to get revelation because the Holy Spirit is showing you things. And it only comes by revelation of the Holy Spirit. So now you're starting to learn a little bit more and grow a little bit more in your faith. Little by little, there's changes. And then God will stretch you in this growth period. God likes to do new things. That's why he has seasons, too, because there's a new season. Okay? So sometimes we can get stuck in a rut of doing the same old, same old, same old, same old thing. We go to church, we go home, do our job, go take care of the family, blah, blah, blah. But in the spiritual life, we don't want to get stuck in the same old, same old. We want to continue to want to learn more and grow more and let God stretch us into something new that might not be something that we always think that we can do. We talked about this, about other things. God may ask you to do some things. He may ask you to speak to someone about Christ and you may not feel comfortable about, but you need to be prepared. That's another part of my uh, from another scripture, be prepared to answer who you come in contact with, whatever season you're in. <coughs> and <coughs> so there is that growth period where he's stretching you to take a step and take a risk that you normally wouldn't do. And that's called where we test our faith. Like, sure, we can't do that in our own. We can't do that. But God says, you can do that if you let me help you. I just talked to a young man, I was telling the girls yesterday, who was telling me about his history, about um, how he was really sorry about the things that he did in his past, 
and got into drugs and got into an area of his life and he lost his custody of his children. But he said he wants to get them back and he's changed. And I said, you know, there's always the past, but there's a new season. There's a new start. There's a new hope. But you can't do it by yourself. <coughs> you need to have God's help. <coughs> so, there's a risk involved, but God is always there to catch us if we fall. Then there's a season of pruning. This is the one that hurts the most. A lot of times, the Holy Spirit will convict you of things that you need to let go of. They may be bad habits. They may be bad friendships that are toxic friendships that are not good for you. There may be uh, ways of bad um, attitudes. And we can't just make the excuse that that's just the way I am and that's the way I'm going to stay. We need to let go of some of those things. And if we don't willingly let go of these things, God will snip them and prune them off of us. And, but it's for the best. When you prune something, it's to make new shoots grow and it be more productive. There may be uh, <coughs> pride in our life. And a lot of times we think that we can do things better than God or make ourselves bigger than him. And then there's the third season. It's called the wilderness season. <coughs> These are the difficult seasons, the trials, the areas in our life where we, maybe we're going through grieving, maybe we're going through an illness, all these tests and trials. And maybe it's a time you're waiting on something. You're waiting for God to break through on something that you've been praying for years. It may take years for that breakthrough. It may be an instant breakthrough, but there's times of waiting. Then there's times that you feel like you're in a drought. There's discouragement times. Your kids may be not doing the things that you think they should be doing, wayward, straying away from God. You feel like, you're, what's going on? You may have financial issues that you're going through difficult times, jobs. So these are all times where in the wilderness season, this is the best time that we, and mostly that's when we draw the closest to God because we're at our wit's end. We're in a drought period, and we're just sort of like wandering around through the wilderness, like, the, like just wandering. And we're like, what's going on, Lord? But this is also the most important time to resist the lies of the enemy. Because while you're in the wilderness season, that's when the most of these thoughts in your mind will come against you to try to tell you, this isn't working. Where's your God? He's not for you. He's against you. What did you do to cause this? All those are lies from the enemy, but we need to continue to draw close to God, especially at this time, and we need to cling to the truth. Then there's the harvest season. The harvest season is when we're doing really well. Everything's great. You're harvesting. You can see the manifestation of all the seeds that you've planted, <coughs> the things you've invested in, and the giving of your time, sowing seeds of testi you know, witnessing to other people. 
and then you see success in your life. Maybe your job's doing great. Everything, everyone in your family and relationship, friendships are doing great, you know. But this is the most time of where we have to also be careful that we're not complacent. Because when we have everything going well, we all know, we sort of tend to forget God. We don't really feel like we need to draw on him every day. And so that's, a, that's something, too, we have to be careful of. So just as in a season in nature, sometimes in our life we can sense a change. Like, if you look at nature as an example, we know that when the air starts to get cooler, the leaves are getting all dried up and ready, to, they're falling, things are dying down, you see the change. Just, and those are times where I think sometimes we hold on to something that we need to like realize that season is over. It's time to let that season go and move on to the next season that God has. Because, I mean, if you're starting to feel like, say you're in ministry or you're doing something and you're starting to really resent it and hate it, I think it's sort of like God, it's, he's telling you, maybe it's time that you have a new thing that God has you doing. And you start to have a passion for something different. That's when you need to maybe say, okay, that season is over. It might have been great. And I did, I, just like our dance, we were involved in the praise dance. I loved that season. It was amazing. We went many places. I felt the anointing of God on it. And he was just showing us so much. But then, and not that we resented it, but it was just like, okay, it's time now to move on to something else. And that's okay. It's not saying that you didn't want to do it or that it's bad. It's just that it's time for something new. And a lot of times God will open that new door of a new season and you'll start to notice that change that I really feel like I want to do that. Or I have a, like I'm always led to this or I'm feeling this. That's something that you have to sort of recognize. Like, hmm, maybe that's because God's placing that passion. He's drawing you to that new season. So if we read to, we got to uh, know when one season ends and move on and, and to the new and accept it and see what God's going to do. Now, if we go and continue on Ecclesiastes 3, I know this is a little long, but I just wanted to read it anyway, and I'm sure you've all read it before. But in uh, Ecclesiastes, we'll read, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, and a time for war and a time for peace. I always was wondering about that scripture, about a time to love and hate. We're not supposed to hate, but then I realized what they're saying. He, he's saying here, it's a time to hate evil. It's a time to hate what is evil. Yes, we love people, 
We hate evil sin. And so I had a revelation, like I heard that, I thought, oh, that's, that's what that really means. So I think that that's something that, like when we look at a time to grieve and a time, uh, warm, mourn and a time to dance, there is a time period that we all need to go through the morning time. There is a time that we need to give up because there's a time that says, okay, that's enough, time to let that go. So if you read each thing and really meditate on it, it does show you a lot. Okay, so what my uh, thoughts were is like, when we're going through these different seasons in our spiritual seasons, what is our perspective in each season? Are we looking at it as gloom and doom and this is never going to end? How am I going to get through this? And why is God doing this to me? Or are we going to say, I know that there must be something that God is doing in this. And I know that he's not going to leave me to myself in this. Because we need to be prepared for each of these seasons because we need to be grounded in what God says throughout this whole book of the Bible. Because when those times come of wilderness testing, we definitely need to be drawing on those scriptures of truth to overcome the lies of the enemy. So I noticed, too, that when you go through those stages of different seasons, seasons it's like, what can we learn in those seasons? God is going to teach us something in each season. Through the season of growth, he can teach us to have more faith and trust him. And stepping out in faith when we're afraid to do certain things. In the season of uh, pruning, I'm going to learn that, yes, this hurts, and maybe the Holy Spirit's convicted me on something, and maybe I don't feel like doing that, but I know that God has my best interest, and it's going to produce better fruit. So I need to look at it the right perspective. While I'm going through the harvest, I got to remember that it wasn't me that did all this. It was God who did it. And I'm reaping the rewards from those previous things. Now, if you look in uh, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. I have that one here. Okay. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. And the other scripture I want to go to is 2 Timothy 4, 2. Paul's telling Timothy, um, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Now, I know that this is about Timothy continuing to teach and preach and whatever, but I looked at that, it's saying, like, be prepared in season and out of season. And I thought about that, and I thought, that means to me, now this is just my thoughts, but I feel like when I'm going through a difficult time, what is my testimony to others? Be prepared to still say, God is good. 
if I'm going through the dry times or whatever, or the trials, what is my testimony and my witness to others? Be prepared. Yes, things are going wrong. I'm not going to deny reality, but I'm going to show you where my faith lies. So always be prepared to know the goodness of God, to share with others, and to still continue to do the work that God's called us to do, even when things are going on in our life. And did I miss one Psalms? Did I have a Psalms written down there? Seems like I did. Psalms 1-3, I think it was. Maybe I took it off. And I think it's Psalms 1-3. Let's see if I missed one. I had so many different scriptures, and I might have rearranged things. Oh, that's basically saying the same thing. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in seasons, and whose leaf does not wither whenever whatever they do prospers. So, now, to bring this all together, whether you are young, going through the season of your age, young, or middle life, or older, senior life, whether you're going through a spiritual season of joyfulness, success, or whatever, or dry times, trials, whatever, you have to ask yourself, what season are you in? And start thinking, what are my thoughts mostly consumed about? What are my plans for doing God's work? Where is God in it? Where do I do my part in it? Am I the planter? Am I the waterer? Am I the one gathering in with the harvest? And I know I tied this title in because tis the season is, we're all about Christmas, but tis the season we also associate the birth of Jesus. Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus is the reason for hope, joy, everlasting life in all seasons, not just this season. And instead of concerning ourselves about always giving gifts and rush and bustle of Christmas, what's our gift to him is what we think we should be concerned about. God gave us this great gift of salvation through Christ who gives us everlasting life, forgiveness of everything we've done. He takes us through all the seasons of our journey in life, all the way from newborn birth to death, but then eternity life with him. What's our gift to him? No matter what season we're in, Jesus is that reason for this season. So I challenge you to live each season with the joy of Jesus that he gives us in knowing him and his gift. Shall we all stand? Amen to that. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you, Jesus, for coming to give us the most precious gift of your life, Lord. You are the reason for this season. And through every season of our life, may we honor you and give back to you all that you have given us and just enjoy and embrace each season, whether it feels good to us or not. 
knowing that we have hope in you and forever lasting life with you. And we just celebrate you in this season and in every season in our life. And we give glory and honor to you in Jesus, in your name. Amen. Okay. Have a blessed week. Ha, ha, ha.